You're listening to Fear the Inth Cast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. Yes. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. Wonderful. I'm swell. Swell. <laughs> Peachy. Peachy. I am in cloud nine right oh, now. Why is that? Well, because we got to see so much of Tara. I, man, <laughs> I was hoping for a Tara-centric episode. I right. Mean, I feel like we've missed I out I feel like those. if Morgan gets one, then why not, Tara? Yeah, They're pretty I mean, much equal, I right? I feel like all of the fandom is clamoring for that. Uh, so it's going to happen because they were listening to the fans lately. Right. No. <laughs> they've, they've really been taking what y'all think into account. Oh, man. How was your week before we get into the, the episode? It's been good. Yeah? I don't know if anything. Oh, bought a car. Yeah. What'd you get? Bought a Nissan Altima for Ooh. my wife. Traded yes. in your, uh, your two-door, right? A Honda. Honda Civic. So she's going to drive the Altima, and you're going to drive the other one? Here's here's the thing about car dealerships. They're absolutely uh, shit, all of them. I hate them. Okay. Um, I was in car dealerships all day on Friday. Oh, no. Saturday. Started at uh, 9 o'clock. That's when they opened. Mm -hmm. Left at around 8.30. Oh, my God. How many did you go to? I went to... Probably only three, but here's the thing. I So this is a message to all salesmen out there. I'm going to give you a little tip. If you're ever selling something to me specifically, and maybe this works on other people, but not me because I'm too stubborn. Yeah. So I'm at this dealership, and this guy's trying to sell me this Honda Civic. Uh, sure. Uh, sedan. Like I have. Uh, right. <laughs> and so I'm driving it. I, I like it. It's a good car. I like I think, Hondas. I think the price was a little too high. Mm-hmm. And so as everyone does at a dealership, you don't go to a dealership and see the price on a car and say, you know what? That's perfect. Like, sure. If you do that, you're dumb. Don't do that because you can always get a better price. And so I'm haggling around with this guy and he only wants to give me like shit price for my trade-in. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's BS. So he's like going back and forth. Always the, oh, I gotta go talk to my manager about this. Right. And I just started kind of being like, hey, man, why don't you just bring your manager out here and I'll talk to him. Right. We'll cut to the chase. And uh, so at one point he says, you know, I say something like, eh, I don't know. I just don't know if y'all's prices are fully competing with, you know, what's in the area. And he was like, well, if you don't like it, go shop somewhere else. And you said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And so I stood up and started walking. Out. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't mean it like that. You know, what do we have to do to get you, you know, to get this car? And we want you to have this car. And I was yeah. like, no, you don't. And I'm gone. <laughs> I was just like, fuck you. I'm out. Wow. I'm going to go buy it somewhere else. So then I bought a car somewhere else in the next hour. And, and he you- texted me. I was like, hey. Took your advice. I went somewhere else. <laughs> right. And bought another car. Thanks. Yep. And really appreciate all your help. This guy was nice. He got the sale. You're an asshole. You, you didn't. didn't. Yeah. That's a life lesson. Yeah. Uh, my weekend was at a funeral, and uh, it was not great because, and people well. are going to make fun of me for this, because we went to this place in Central Texas where there was no service. It was awful. I couldn't. Right. I like I couldn't even make a phone call if I wanted to. There was no service. And at what all. else is there to do at a funeral? But no, I'm talking like <laughs> at after the funeral. Right. You know, like when 
He's like, I, you want to check your text messages? You want to sure. check your email? You know, the world is still happening, but I, I couldn't hear any of it. Didn't know anything that no. was happening. And then at night, when the baby goes to bed and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, what can I do? <laughs> Nothing. Stare at a wall. Right. I felt like I was in an episode of The Walking Dead. Did y'all stay in a hotel? No, they rented a house on the river. So it's a nice house. Oh. Yeah, it was very lovely. No and TVs? The TVs were there, but... Uh, you know, you don't really want to be watching TV when you're supposed to be hanging out with family, right? Sure. But sure. being on your phone is totally socially acceptable. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> just being on an app or something. I know you were probably wanting to play some Hearthstone. Yeah, it's like, I could just play some, I can, because you could talk and do that at the same right, time. Right, right, But no. We do it all the time. <laughs> it's, it's totally normal. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's okay. <laughs> but when I got back, I was like, oh, it's so nice oh, to have finally. technology. I mean, and it's not like I do it all the time, but I like to have the option. I like to have the option. Yeah. For, well, you earned it. Yeah. You bought the technology. I did, you right? You should get to use I it. Pay for it. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. It's like, what century? And there's places where there's no service. Like, what is yeah. this? People <sighs> are always bitching about people using technology. Yes, bitch about kids using technology because yeah. they didn't buy it. Right. If I bought it. Right. I should be able to use it. It's mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in the place we were staying, didn't have Wi-Fi. That would have solved uh, all of our problems. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're like, they even had a sign. They're like, there's no Wi-Fi. Enjoy nature. I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, don't put that shit on your brochure. Uh, pretentious. <laughs> Go enjoy the river. <laughs> Here's a tube. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Oh, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. So this episode is episode 11, season 8, Dead or Alive or. <laughs> and that's it. No, no periods. Nothing. Not even a dot, dot, dot. No, no. It's just uh, that's all it is. Wow. Dead or alive, or I think they just needed one more word in there. Sure. So, Carl's dead. Um, we got a little bit of people coping with it last time, and we're going to talk a little bit about last episode probably later because we got some feedback that I want your opinion on. Cool. But we're going to focus on this episode first. So, um, the people from Alexandria are trying to escape to the hilltop. But Negan and the Saviors know that that's where they're trying to go. Because um, mm-hmm. where else are they going to go, honestly? Right. So they are trying to cover all of the routes to get there. And so this episode is basically about different groups of people trying to get to the hilltop. We've got Father Gabriel and the Doctor. Um, the Alexandrians with the, led by Daryl, Rosita, and Tara. And uh, Dwight. Yeah. And then the people at the hilltop, what they're kind of doing to prepare and to survive at this point. Right? Right. No Rick and Michonne all episode. No, but at the very end, Rick's here. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't ever see him. Right. Most of the episode. Which is weird. I mean, normally Rick makes a cameo in pretty much every episode. Sure. So maybe his contract was like, I get one week off. They were off. like, hey, your fake son died. Take he, a week off. You get a week off. Yeah. <laughs> Take some time. Uh, but we'll see you next <laughs> week. So where do we want to start? I figured we could go group by group, story by story, and then we could kind of talk about themes of the episode as a whole. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you want to start with... Let's start with Daryl in that yeah. group. The yeah, I was going to say that. I think there's more to unpack with the other yeah, one. So I agree. So Daryl, um, they're leading them. They overhear some of the saviors talking on the radio about uh, Father Gabriel and the doctor. I can't remember. Dr. Carter? Is that his name? Carson? Carson. Carson, sorry. Ooh, uh, hope we're not wrong. I always hate saying names. It doesn't matter. The, the doctor... Uh, it's fine. We don't need to know his name. When you'll find out why later, or you already know since you watched the episode. Sure. Um, so Tara is really upset about Dwight being there, 
And she voices her opinion loudly in front of Dwight more than once. And it's just annoying, <laughs> I think is the only really word to describe it. So what did you think of this whole story, this whole plot line? Of Tara? I mean, of the whole group. You can talk about so, Tara. I know okay. how much you love Tara. I guess where I'm at is... So I didn't understand fully this swamp and why it was so necessary to go through it. Um, that wasn't explained to me, I feel like, well enough. Well, they they did say that. Okay, what did they say? Dwight was like... Uh, we went and mapped out all the routes that people could take to get to the hilltop. And the the uh, swamp was too dangerous. We didn't think anybody would actually try it, so we didn't even think to cover it. So they're but not they, going to look but there. But they still checked the swamp. Right, but they weren't going to go like in the swamp. They were just right. going to go like look and see if they could see someone. Yeah. But that was the reasoning behind He's like, all these roads and all these obvious ways will totally be covered, but the swamp may be our best bet. Yeah. I think, so like, but the travel of the whole group together wasn't, Right. Really, most of what we saw, we saw them deciding to go through the swamp, mm-hmm. and Daryl and Rosita kind of leading the way mm-hmm. on that charge, going through the swamp, and then Tara being like, "I'll just hang back," yeah, because she has some agenda, some revenge she's going to seek out on Dwight, yeah, which. I don't know. Dwight I guess d- Dwight killed Denise. It was an accident. I don't think he was aiming for Denise, right? Because he, if I remember, he shot her in the head through the eyeball. But I think he was aiming for someone else right. because he was still learning how to use a crossbow. So, and I think if if the whole goal for all this was to get to that little conversation where Dwight apologized. Mm-hmm. And then really kind of proved himself to Tara when he, when the Savior show up and he kind of takes the fall and diverts them away from the the survivors because he's already said and it's true someone saw him kill their own people someone got away right so dwight has kind of been figured out that he's picked the other side sure so going back with the saviors is not the best idea for him no so he put his neck out there but i think that there's so little this is gonna sound really mean no i guess with tara some of my biggest issues is it feels like her character has so little depth it feels like I was wronged. Now I'm mad. Right. And that's really has been her only thing for episodes and episodes in a whole season, you know? So it's just been, right. this guy wronged me and I want revenge on him. And there's never been really much to go on that. And so his first apology and his first kind of sticking his neck out there, what has changed her mind and now she's fine with this. I don't know. Like, no, I, it's it's a very sudden turn. Like, she's not convinced that Dwight is is worth is 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 on the level. Yeah, and then maybe seeing it would convince her. But that I don't know why that all of a sudden changes her mind to where she's like, oh, he's okay now. Yeah. And we're not sure that that's what she thinks because Dwight is gone, and Daryl is super pissed and stomping his feet. Like, I told you to wait. Damn it! I told you to wait. We're gonna do this later. But as soon as I find that son of a bitch, you know, mm-hmm. when his his anger is a little irrational. Yeah. As well. In that well, I, I did enjoy him yelling at her. Sure. Oh, <laughs> just because he was yelling <laughs> yeah. at her. So I was just like, yeah, you get her, Daryl. But I mean, the thing about Tara is, because uh, she, she said to Dwight, he doesn't get to switch sides and then everything be okay. But Tara did the same damn thing. Right. She, did, she was on the governor's side and yep. she was really on the wrong side. 
and they accepted her and they brought her in and really kind of accepted her as their own. Yeah. When she really maybe didn't deserve it according to her standards. So I don't understand why all of a sudden she's certainly, she's better than everybody else because her mistakes are different than what Dwight has made in the past. Yeah. I don't know. There's never, and I don't want to sit here and talk about Tara and Batman the whole time. I just feel like her character has never made sense. Like why she was chosen to stay so long with the group. Yeah. I feel like she definitely has the, uh, the essence of of a character who's brought in to die. Like well, I mean, she has that demeanor. And I don't I don't know if they've tried, but they certainly haven't succeeded in having people care about her. Like right. the audience. Right. Like her story, I don't know if it's just not relatable or whatever, but her with Denise and then Denise dying, trying to get us uh, trying to have us sympathy, sympathy for her and us feel bad for the plight that she suffered and things like that. It, w- it wasn't well done. I mean, they were together, what, like 30 minutes? Right. It felt like on the show, and they never really were like together together. It was always kind of wishy-washy. And it's, it's yeah. just... I yeah, there I, wasn't enough there yeah, for I, like her to be on the same vengeance track that Rick has for Negan. Right. You know? like, Absolutely. It's totally different. I mean, but I will say the best thing about all of the... the uh, Escape to the hilltop was the floating zombies in the yeah. swamp. Dude, yeah. they were cool. They were cool. And then, no, I guess that was Morgan and the other one. There was there was two crazy walkers in this. Like they had the the swamp ones that yeah. looked really crazy, and then the other ones with Morgan in the dock where they had mushrooms on their face. Yeah, and the bear traps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So, um, they finally make it to the hilltop, and we'll talk more about the reunion later, but. They were successful in going through the swamp, Dwight leading them away, the the saviors that were coming to look away, and they make it to the hilltop. Yeah. So the main takeaway from all of that was, hey, Tara, sorry I killed this girl. And it, did it feel like his apology was like... You know, I'm starting to like Dwight more. I don't... I actually do like Dwight. I think he's done a really good job, and he's putting up with their shit, knowing, and he knows how things are going to end. He knows more than likely... He's going to die at the end. Either Negan's going to kill him if Negan wins, or if Rick wins, they're probably going to kill him too. So no matter what, at the end of the day, he's probably not going to make it. But he doesn't care. He wants to help these people. He's chosen his side. He's going to put up with all their bullshit and them trying to kill him. And he's still going to do what he said he was going to do. To me, him talking to Tara is like how I would talk to a teenager. Sure. Who's like... I'm upset because you did this. You wronged me. And so he's like, let me just go ahead and say this apology, whatever. Uh, Don't ever cool. speak to you me. Good, you good now or what? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so I get all along those lines. So I understand exactly what you're talking about because it's just like, oh, you're so irrational right now because you don't see the big picture. All you're focusing on is your poor little your poor little sadness that you're feeling right. when you're not realizing that there's other things involved right sure. now. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it, it just th- feels childish. It does. It did make me like Dwight better. And I like the character development. Yeah. That they're doing no, with Dwight. I like Dwight for sure. Yeah. The character development with Dwight is probably the best that they had in the episode. Yeah. And he's changed so much. Yeah. From, you know, whenever he was escaping with his, his wife and mm-hmm. Sherry and that other girl yeah. that, Dying. Yeah, just even from that to where, you know, coming back and being kind of defeated and mm-hmm. just this 
sad, poor little puppy, and then to kind of rising up again. It's been cool. Agreed. All right, let's talk about Gabriel and the Doctor now. Because this story, okay, there's been some far-fetched things. And Aaron tweeted us about this, about how, you know, there's always somebody in the episode that's kind of like, the audience, and he thinks that Gabriel and the Doctor were kind of that way because some people are blindly following. They love the show; they're going to blindly follow no matter what because they really want to see. And then there's the skeptics who the blind people are trying to lead. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So Gabriel has an infection. Um, we're not sure how he got it. Probably from smearing that Walker yeah. crap all over him, and um, he's starting to affect his eyesight. Um, he's deathly ill, but. He is on this mission. God is leading him to bring the doctor back to Maggie to take care of Maggie and deliver her baby. Which, I don't know. Uh, that's I don't know how motivating a factor that is. I mean, Maggie's not even showing, yeah. for one. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I'm starting to feel like something may have happened here. Right. Maggie's Which not showing at all. Will be will be super sad. Oh my God. Couldn't handle and that. super dark. Right. But... I feel like, God, she is super thin. Right. Well, I think they're just trying to figure out if they want to spend the budget on the makeup. We'll see if, how her contract right. negotiates. They're playing <laughs> all of that out. Eh, well, right. it's not out of yet. Well, I mean, and women had babies without doctors for a long-ass time. A long-ass time. So she'd be okay. And we've got some time. Sure. So it just seems weird that the, he's trying so hard to get the doctor back when, if they win the war. I mean, it worked out good for a little ass kicker. Yeah, it did. <laughs> It did. If they win the war, the doctor doctor will be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, why don't we focus on the war? And And you got Sadiq, who's like, uh, they don't know that though. Gabriel doesn't know that about (laughs) Sadiq. Right. Well, no, he doesn't know that. Okay. So the story is, it's a little. I don't know how to say it politely. It's just a little out there. You know, like God is leading us, and um, He leads them to this house. Where he miraculously finds antibiotics. Yeah, there was like a lot of fortuitous things right. happening. And then with he's the piggy bank, right? And... Trying to reach over and like, oh, the car keys Ooh, and a map. <laughs> of course, these are in here. Why wouldn't they be? Right. Where else would you put them? And the car will be in the garage, right? Of course, it will be. I'm not going to yeah. say anything else because yeah. I don't have to. But I can feel the look on your face because I can't see it. Yeah. And then they they go outside in the walkers. Uh, he gets hit by the bear trap. Uh, yeah. He's able to fight off one, and then Gabriel suddenly has divine sight <laughs> and is able to shoot one. Well, he was the, using the force. It's what it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm one with the force. The force, force. is me. Yes. I'm one with the force. The force. Yeah, so he closes his eye. He, he even goes a step further. He gets out of his little butthole vision, and <laughs> he closes his eye. And and shoots uh, an amazing shot. It is. Way. And the doctor looks at him and like, you did it. You did it, Morgan. I really think I'm starting to believe. You've convinced me. So, um, you think that this is going to be a happy ending. But no, the gunshots attracted some people. But, but you know, everyone knows there's no happy ending to whatever. Well, who did you think was going to die? Did you think it was going to be Gabriel well, I, I or the doctor? Think, I didn't think Gabriel was going to die because he was he was too happy with all of this. I know, like he was just so. I don't know. He set that doctor up to die. <laughs> right. I really think he did. Right. And so I don't have a problem with Gabriel's faith. 
I've never had no. a problem with that at all. Um, because I think that's kind of defined who he is. And we've seen a lot of other characters in the show who have really deep faith and believe deeply in things. You know, like yeah. Her- even Herschel, not all my favorite right. character, but he had a deep belief mistakenly that they could save the people, that yeah. they could turn him back and stuff like that. And that's kind of what this whole show is based off of. And Aaron pointed that out. And I think it's a good point that everybody is believing in something. Rick believes in a better future. You know, they, they all believe in something. Otherwise there'd be no point to no. keep on going. Yeah. You got to have some sort of faith in the future and the process or some personal God or whatever, belief that you have otherwise what is your motivation for even yeah. continuing everyone else is marauders yeah 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 but the, i don't know the story the storyline and the the fortuitousness just kind of seemed out of place and it, in it the did Walking like Dead. seem cheesy at times but at the same time there was obviously like really there was something being set up yeah. clearly the whole time yeah. and i think it was like way too clear that something bad was about to happen. And I feel like that's something that the show struggles with sometimes is every time that there's really great moments, they're followed with terrible moments. <laughs> you know, whenever someone's having a great conversation or someone made a breakthrough on how mm-hmm. their outlook is on the world, well, then it's all of a sudden that person's dead. Yeah. Two episodes at most, they're dead. Right. Like, and that's why it's not important for us to remember the doctor's name because they're getting into the truck and. Uh, of course, the saviors show up. So they're like, God is still leading. I think I see where he's leading because this dude is got his holster unstrapped with a revolver right there. So, of course, the doctor grabs it out and the other dude shoots him, kills him right there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess you probably could have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah. And But they're like, oh, shit, that's the doctor. That'll be our ass, you dummy. Why would you do that? Because that's the doctor. Yeah. So... I don't know about you, and we can, maybe this is something we should talk about at the end, but like the new show runner has already begun, right? No. No? No. Okay. Then never mind. Yeah. The, the new show runner takes over at the end, uh, next season. Okay. Gimple's still doing all this. So I was about to say, I was like, I'm not seeing the difference. <laughs> <There's a good laughs> other reason. than that one episode. All these other are- than last week's episode. See, and that's, that was the trickery to it. So yeah. whoever directed last week's episode, was it Nick Taro? I don't remember. I feel like, honestly. oh God, it was so weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, other story that we need to talk about is, you, before we get to the hilltop, I figured we'd talk about Eugene. Because um, the hilltop is kind of where the episode ends. The bullet kinda, master? Yeah. Um, I can't tell if he's still struggling with things. Um He's become an alcoholic, and he's really <laughs> trying hard to cope with the reality of his, of what he's done and the reality of where he fits in the world. And they're doing a really good job of making you hate him. And this is different. Like, I didn't think anything that he did was super cheesy or super out of place. They are just really convincing me that this him as a person in the show is someone that I just would despise. Sure. If I knew him. Yeah. And I, I like that. It's nice. I don't know why they're setting up Eugene as like this even bigger villain than Negan. Yeah. But right now they're kind of on par with like, oh, if you had to pick, if you had them both lined up and you had a bat, which one would you hit first? Yeah. You know, you're not really convinced it would be Negan before Eugene. You know what I'm saying? It's because Eugene doesn't even always feel like a villain. He just feels like, ah, Eugene, you do deserve to die right now. Negan is like classic villain. Like, 
Well, and Negan has even not even so classic as in he does have a good side and depending on what side of the story you were watching at the beginning, if you were on Negan's side, then he would seem like the good guy. But well, and he's shown compassion yeah, for people. Different. And that's, like with Carl yeah. and yeah. Eugene is, is, doesn't show compassion, which you know makes him borderline psychopathic. Because he doesn't show loyalty. No, he's that only is, about that him. is the biggest problem. Absolutely. He can't, he can't be loyal to anyone. Right, so they set him up with the bullet factory, which is fine, but he can't get the bullets out fast enough, so he gives Negan this idea, like, we could throw, do some psychological warfare, <laughs> yeah. you know, we could throw bits and pieces of walkers over there and just really throw some guts, some arms, some legs, and all that shit. <laughs> and Negan, with his normal Negan right. line, man, a rose sprouted from that pile of shit, <laughs> yeah. which was great. I loved that yeah. line. Yeah, You know, I don't always love Negan's lines, but that one... Oh, I love most of them. I enjoyed I thoroughly. So, I feel like that's another instance where it's like, he's just, he's like grasping at whatever rope is being offered to him, right. Eugene is. Because, I mean, he panics. Yeah, he he's like, oh shit, if I don't get this done, that's my ass. And so, uh, I don't know. And it, he's like, not even thinking like, are, these are the people I used to run with. These were who I called loyal. And now we're going further than just shooting at them. We're going to go psychological on them. <laughs> right. And you were thought for a moment because he said, what happened to that whole, you know, people are resources thing? You thought maybe he was trying to be compassionate for the people, yeah. but I don't think so. Yeah. I think he really was like, these people are resources that we could use and make my job easier if we have more resources because mm -hmm. I'm the idea guy. Yeah. And if I have more things to work with, um, I could do better. Right. And then the way he treated that one of Negan's wives, the, yeah. the redhead. That was so unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he got out of that other than just coming off as a huge douche. Like, here's my dinner order. Uh, I don't want an omelet. I want a scramble. Don't fold that shit. And uh, yeah. in a minute, you're going to need to wipe my brow because I'm a little sweaty. And you're like, what, what, what is this? That's how, that's how men act when they've never had power before. And they're also terrible at getting women. There you go. There you they're go. Like, oh, woman. I mean, they normally laugh at me. <laughs> and I don't think that she was doing anything. She wanted to help. She's like, what can I do? Yeah. Like, honestly, we're making bullets. I'm fine with helping you make bullets because they're going to help me in the end. So what can I do to help? Surely I can do more than bring you dinner. Right? Right. And then with Gabriel. Do you think any of that is he's not wanting to make the bullets as fast as Negan wants? No. I no. don't think so. Okay. I think he wants to get the he bullets just, out quick. He doesn't know how to make them as fast as he wants. <laughs> right. I think he, he doesn't have a process yeah. or anything in, in mind yet. And I'm sure casings are a bitch to find right now because, you know, most of the time when you're firing off a bunch of rounds, you're not going to be picking up the casings. Well, they just need to go back to that building where they cleared <laughs> out that right. that stack of walkers. Yes, they do. Oh. Yeah. And then with Gabriel showing up there, and Gabriel didn't even turn him in still. Yep. Gabriel threw the doctor under the bus and said, yeah, he wanted to get out. And he was never one of y'all and all that stuff. I don't understand what Gabriel's trying to do with Eugene, trying to save him or they're trying well, I to. I think he sees him as still a project. He was a project whenever Gabriel was there last time. Yeah, that's true. like he's he's still trying to work on him because he sees how far away he's turned. And I think that Gabriel knows how terrible he was whenever he locked his his people out of his church. Right. And he saw how dark that he got. So I think that he just sees that and he's trying to pull old Eugene out of the dark place. Yeah. Come toward the light. Come out of here. Come toward the light. And I don't know if Eugene is savable at this point. 
honestly. Um, he's like I said, he's clearly dealing with some inner yeah. demons. Like the first thing he asks is, "Will there be wine?" Because he's got to drink it every night to even be able to sleep. So something's happening with his mind. Yeah, I don't know if he's savable. He's definitely redeemable. Sure. So like, just doing something awesome that helps the group or. But how could you ever trust him again at this point? It's not a matter of trust. So even if he does something amazing and still dies, then he's admirable. What if he does something amazing and he turns on the saviors? Do they let him back in? The saviors? No. Turns on the saviors and then Rick's people win. Do the Alexandrians let him back in? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know how you could. I don't know if Rick would. No, Rick, Rosita, Daryl, all of them. They'd be like, ah. They may let him stay out at his outpost and make bullets, but that's it. Sure. But that's it. Or... Lock him in a cage and make him make bullets. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a good job. We'll send you wine, but you better be making bullets or you get no wine. It's going to come out of one of those uh, little bottles that you give to hamsters that you have to lick the little metal ball to get the wine. <laughs> you gotta push the, it's like in Lost. Push the button, yeah. put the shoe, put a weight on this, and then yeah. the, the fish biscuit will come out. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the hilltop, and then we'll get to it. And we'll talk about Negan, too. Sure. So Maggie is struggling with leadership. One, they're running out of food. And Ain't got no food. They're trying to decide whether or not they're even going to feed the prisoners because they're going to have to ration for their own people, but they're going to have to ration more if they feed the prisoners. Which is a dilemma. Yeah. I don't know what I would do in that situation. What do you think? So, I don't know, because it's hard for Maggie to be in this position where she's trying to act really really cold towards the prisoners and try to prove a point to say like yes you are absolutely prisoners mm-hmm. and you know I'm not going to treat you well in fact I'm just going to maybe even just keep killing you until this all stops right. so you go from killing them to then them asking if they can go exercise and also you need to feed them so right. I, I don't know I feel like if I was in that situation the the clear choice would be to me is, yeah, these are absolutely prisoners, and I don't care if they survive. <laughs> I guess if I, you know, I guess that's cold, but if I had been through what they've been through, and maybe she's trying to show, like, good leadership, and it's a process of, of going through, like, because she, she cut off the rations. She did. And she killed one of them because the saviors killed one of sure. hers. And it so, was, it was just a yeah. vengeance. Eye for an eye. But I guess my solution would, would be to make prisoners work. Yeah. And to say, if you if you want rations, you got to work for your rations. Right. And that's kind of what she does. You know, she's like, all right, two of you out. You're going to clean the stables. Uh, you'll get third rations just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, and it's a tough situation because they want to prove that they're better than the saviors, I don't know if it's one to prove that they're better, but like, okay, we're not inhumane. We haven't lost our humanity. Because when you just start sacrificing people for no reason, like, hey, we're not going to feed you because we got to feed ourselves, that's still a human being. And that's a tough thing, you know, to think that I'm going to just kill you and let you die because you were on the opposite side from me. I don't know. I should have started cooking them up. There you go. Cook up the prison. There you go. Tainted meat. Worked for so many people. Tainted meat. The Geneva Convention would not approve yeah. of them just letting her star. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Since that's still in effect at this point. But it, it, it also creates so much risk. 
like just having prison, even just having prisoners creates a risk. Um, letting them out, even under guard, is still a risk. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just worried something is going to happen from that. Right. Like they're going to have somebody out. They're going to be doing something because everyone in a TV show is like the least observant people on the sure. planet. So someone's going to grab a shovel while somebody's taking a dr- drink of coffee or something. Someone's going to be able to get, gonna break someone's going to be able to sneak a shiv back into right. the, some terrible is going to happen into the pen and free everybody. And they're right. going to have a prisoner uprising. Sure. What do you think they're trying to do with that one savior that keeps trying to talk to Maggie and seems to kind of have her ear? He stands out a little bit. Yeah. What is that yeah. even about? I don't know. I feel like definitely Gregory isn't going to be the person God. to convince you to give people rations. <laughs> I've been fairly well behaved. You <laughs> they have to have somebody. Yeah, I have to say. But I mean, what is the point of him is what, kind of what I'm getting at. Like, he's the only one that's talking to Maggie. The rest of them kind of just sit on their hands. and like, Except for the one that runs his mouth that killed the, the little kid's brother. You know? I think the point of him is to reveal her humanity and the mm-hmm. difference that she is. Sure. You know, I think that that's really the main the main goal there is to say like, hey, you're talking to me right now. I may have been a bad guy. I'm just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I'm bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like that. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's someone to go to bat. It's, sure. it's the savior's lawyer. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so she's in a tough situation, and the hilltop. The more I learn about them, they're kind of useless. You know, Gregory. I'm starting to have more understanding of why Gregory led the way they that he did because not only can fight, they apparently can't even grow food very well because they're Attitude running out of food. Attitude reflects leadership. <laughs> Remember the Titans. Yeah. I'm only going to quote movies now. <laughs> old ones. Yeah. yeah that's Disney not that movies. old. Yeah. Only Hayden Panettiere movies. Okay. So you can quote all of heroes. Okay. This is attempt number whatever. Yes. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, the hilltop just as a community is kind of useless. You know what I'm saying? Like the kingdom, they they had trained fighters. They were ready to go. Sure. Um, Alexandria, once Rick and them showed up, they were ready to go. But they had a nice little system with their community and a lot of food and guns and stored up. And they were bringing people in. Alexandria came a long way, though, too. Sure. They had to. Yeah. Because Rick came into that place like, none of you are ready. Uh, You haven't been through what we've been through. Just all. You're going to take over from me? Yeah. From (laughs) Daryl? Really? Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't think they were ready. They're what's left of them. Right. So Maggie being in leadership, she's got an uphill battle for sure. And they know that the saviors are coming. And so if let's talk about Negan's little revelation with Lucille. Mm. You know, he's like, if you get bit by one of these, you join the club. And that kind of sucks. But <laughs> now what we're going to do is we are going to use what God has created <laughs> and if we're going to put it on all our shit and now yeah. just a little kiss from Lucille will be enough yeah. to turn uh, someone bad into into a walker. And that was straight out of the comic. Yeah. Straight out of the comic, which I, I'm glad that they did that scene. It's not exactly the same, mm-hmm. but him getting zombie guts all over, over but yeah. yeah, was straight Lucy. out of the comic. What do you think? About what? About hitting people with bats and them turning into walkers? Right. Like, do we know that that's how that, that it's going to be spread that way? Sure. Are, are we sure? 
Right. I mean, for all we know, they may all just turn out like uh Because we, we like know Gabriel. we know that everybody has it. You don't have to get and they know that too. You don't have to get bit by a zombie to turn into one. I find it very hard to believe that in this universe that every time someone smears guts all over them, they're not getting it in some open wound. Exactly. Or ingesting it in some way. Right. Because it happened a lot. Right. It, it happens all the time. Well, and even Fear the Nth Cast with Nick. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear, that's us. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead with Nick. He always has it on. Right. And it's he's like on bare skin. Right. He's like, a, I, I can walk among them. They know me. <laughs> You should be dying right now. Right. And if Gab- blind. If Gabriel, <laughs> if that's what happened to Gabriel, I'm going to be like, okay, what, is it just like you build up a tolerance and then yeah. once you reach the threshold? You just have to be addicted to drugs before you <laughs> that's do what it. It's your just bo- taking the place of heroin. Because right. <laughs> your body can easily reject things at yeah. that point. So, and it just, so I, don't, you a high. I don't know that that's going to do anything, but it seems to really freak Dwight out. Because Dwight sees it, he's like, oh, shit, I got to get back and let yeah. them know that that's what's going to happen. But I don't know that that that's how the infection is spread. I thought, we, none of us really know. Sure. So, but it certainly is disgusting, and it certainly is more intimidating, and it seems more dangerous to think that, oh, if you hit me with weapons, that way I don't have to waste bullets since we don't have them. I can just hit you with this bat, and you're going to turn. Yeah, it seems like a really simple thing to understand. Right. Like, oh, this is going to cause more damage as a Walker blood soaked bat right. rather than a sterile bat hitting right. you. Why? Have, why has nobody thought of that before? Though? I know. Like, what? 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 Why? Why all not of a just sudden let now? everything get rusty? Right. <laughs> And go. then start stabbing people. When's the last tetanus shot? Oh, <laughs> sucks to oh, be you. No tetanus in the... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put You're this screwed. rusty nail in your arm and watch it take effect. Yes. So, I mean, we... I feel like we kind of ragged on this episode a lot. Um, I didn't hate it at all. Let me tell you where I stand. Yeah. People said that last week was a filler episode. Yeah. I feel like this was so much more of a filler episode. Yeah. Like... It was really just, okay, Gabriel with the doctor, just to show us that, okay, now we need Sadiq. Right. Like, that's that's filler. That's right. saying, okay, we don't need him anymore. Doctors doctors are going out like hotcakes now. Like, right. they die all the time. And Sadiq even says, he's like, I have some medical training. It doesn't make right. you a doctor. He's not a doctor, but he'll learn. I took a first aid if, class. If, oh, what's her name? Uh, Denise. Tara, yeah, if... If she can learn to help people, like, and she knew nothing yeah, about it. Yeah, she just could read. Right. She knew how to read. Yeah, so this felt way more like a filler than last week. It did oh. have some high points. And it did have it did have the moment where they were all walking back in, and Enid saw that Carl wasn't there, right. which was well, actually pretty sad. Because Daryl, and I think that's the best way they could have done that. Daryl tearing... Telling Carol and Enid and Maggie, basically everybody that didn't know already, that Carl was dead. That was a powerful moment, and her just kind of breaking down there yeah. was 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 a big deal. It was yeah. almost as sad as you know when you heard the gunshot and saw Rick and Michonne's oh, face because kind of that was wow, that was that awful. Was yeah, so, so they were like, yeah, they they needed a moment like that. Yeah, there I feel were, like no one else has really broken down about it. No, there were some high points in the episode for sure, and. But there was a lot of 
okay, we're just kind of moving the story along, mm-hmm. which I get. The, the, this is the part of the season where you're going to do that. So this episode was fine. It, it accomplished that purpose. It wasn't unwatchable. Yeah. It had some cool things with the the uh, floating zombies in the swamp. Um, the bear traps were cool and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it was okay. It wasn't the best episode, but it certainly wasn't the worst episode sure. by miles for The Walking no. Dead. So, I mean, yeah. hopefully next episode, though, is when we really start to get in the action. Because Rick has showed up at the hilltop. While everybody's there. The saviors are grouped up. It's basically fight time, right? And the trailer even looks like a little bit of exchange between Rick and Negan. Yeah, so. which is okay. And Negan, I think, was great in this episode. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, he he didn't do anything outlandish. Rarely do anything to crazy. me does he really disappoint. Sure. Only, oh, yeah. only the one time when, you know, tigers are jumping out and he's like... Sing all of his crazy one-liners. All right, all right. She, she's got a damn tiger. She's got a damn tiger. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I did want to touch a little bit. We had some people bring up some things from last episode about okay. how um, the music and the feel kind of for each of the different groups, they're, they're kind of setting them differently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like with the trash people. There's like this 80s kind of theme and the 80s kind of filming vibe so that you know that we're filming the trash people and stuff like that. Okay. And I went back and rewatched the episode, which I rarely do in the middle of a season because people thought we were a little harsh on the new filming techniques and stuff like that. And I promised that I would do it so that I would see hey. if it actually added to the story telling at all. I'm fine with being wrong. Um. <laughs> I'm wrong most of the time. No, you're not wrong most of the time. Don't say that. Be nice to That's yourself. True. Um, but I, I still don't feel like it added a lot. And I felt like if it was a big deal and if it would if it worked really well, they would have kept it going. Yeah. Honestly. That's the thing. If you're going to establish something, establish it and make it known. It, it then needs to be the pattern that you keep. But... That's the, okay. I get it if some directors come in and be like, "Hey, I got this great idea. Right, right, right. We make we make you know the hipster the hipster scenes all all eighties, and yeah. we're gonna do close ups and crazy music, yeah. and and that's cool. Yeah, but to do that so wildly obvious on one episode, it just wasn't subtle enough. If mm-hmm. that's something you're gonna throw in on one episode, right? Yeah, and I mean the filming was fine. The, the title screens still were kind of jarring for me, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. But uh, it still was a good episode, and I liked it better upon the rewatch. But I, I think it would have been even better without the title screens sure. and stuff like that. Sure. So, what do you guys think? We haven't gotten a ton of feedback from all of you guys. We we got from some of you. Most of you telling us where we're wrong. I'm kidding. That's not the only feedback that we get. That's fine. But, I mean, if you think we're wrong, we want to hear it. And yeah. we, we like to have a dialogue and a discourse and kind of understand where you're coming from and then defend our point. And then, as normal, when you have debates, both of you, nobody changes their mind. So, uh, that's fine, though. If you don't, if you want to talk to us, you should follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at FearInthCast. You can tweet us whenever. We try to respond uh, when we can. If you want to get to us personally, though, that's the best way to get us on Twitter because we have more than one Twitter. So my personal Twitter is at RealJDLee. I'm at VRTJason. And you can always send us an email, fear at nthcast.com, and uh, we will certainly respond and read your emails and your thoughts. Yes. If you have a lot to say. Yeah, if you have more than 280 characters that you want, which is great. Yeah, sure. Write us a novel. So we'll be back next week with the what season 
episode 12 yeah. of season eight. Man, it's uh, moving along. Halfway through the second half of the season. So three quarters of the way through the season, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, there's a lot that has to be resolved, especially if they're going to end this war in this season. I feel like a lot has to happen. Yeah. So I feel like we need to strap in. I'm interested to see what we see next week as far as uh, fear the walking dead. Cause there was a little teaser that we can right. talk about next week. I'm really kind of excited. Um, I mean, we didn't yeah. talk about Morgan at all this episode. Uh, we can talk more about it later, but you know, he didn't have a huge role. Yeah. This one, but yeah. I think they're still just trying to set him up for what feels like there just feels like a real change in the air with that show. Right. Times are changing. Yeah. And it's been good. So um yeah, we're excited uh to see how it ends. The second half of the season has been enjoyable. I've enjoyed every episode. Um I haven't been like, God, what a shitter this one was yeah. yet. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Sure. But we'll see. Um so yeah, follow us on Twitter, send us an email, leave us a review if you haven't, and that's about it, right? Yep. Cool. So we'll see you next week. Hope you're all doing well. If you're in Texas, it's spring break. Enjoy it. And it is nice. Yeah, it is. In the meantime, fight the dead for your The Nth Cast.